What's up, guys? This is Philip from Vision Quest Sound. Welcome to our podcast. As artists and musicians, how can we add real value today? On this show, we focus on leadership and productivity for today's creators. Episodes include advice recaps from our blog and, my favorite, interviews with artists and influencers. Join us on our quest to discover growth hacks and new strategies for the visionaries. Hey guys, this is Philip from Vision Quest Sound, and today we're talking about how to get more emotion from your mixes. This article was submitted by Andrew Samples. Whether you're finishing a demo at home or releasing a track to the world, one of the most important final steps is the mix. A good mix is one that pulls the listener into the song, into the performance, and greatest of all, into the emotion. Mixing a song is a creative process unto itself. I've heard it said that it's a lot like cooking. You start with all the ingredients, but the end result is about the balance of those ingredients that creates a dish worth celebrating. Too much garlic can ruin your spaghetti, but the right amount is essential to its success. So without further ado, here's our five tips to get more emotion from your mixes. Number one, levels. Simple. A good ear goes a long way. Most of the emotionality from a great mix is simply about fader levels. Or put another way, the relationship among volume levels of every track. Close your eyes and feel the music. At any time during a song, an instrument or voice should be trying to say something. Let your levels complement each other so that these moments shine and that the right part takes center stage. Don't be afraid to mute things. They may not belong there. And here's a cool tip. When deciding the right level... Start at zero and slowly bring the fader up until it sounds right, feels right. Number two, space. Space. (laughs) Who says you can't get something for nothing? Sparseness can be your higher power. I used to think that every vocal, every harmony, every guitar had to be doubled. (laughs) But no rule is ever hard and fast. More and more often now, I find that a simple part, performed right, on its own, with the right amount of reverb or delay, or not, can fill the recording with its entire beauty. Sometimes adding another of the same part will only step on it, competing for the same space, the same performance, and the same frequency. Don't complicate things. Sometimes I'll listen to a track and think, I keep hearing strings there. Let's add some. Or, this guitar sounds like a horn is playing with it. Let's call our trumpet dude, only to find out that adding the thing that we thought was asking to be there only hurt the track overall. Merely the suggestion of those instruments from the harmonics and overtones of what was already there was much better than their actual existence. Don't be afraid to leave space for each listener to fill with their own imagination. Hmm. Sometimes what's not said to someone allows for the perfect thing to be heard in their own mind. So I really like this concept because it's giving the listener the, how do you say, the opportunity for their own interpretation. You know, it's like great filmmaking. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number three, vocals. My favorite. Vocals are recorded before the mix process. 
But don't ever forget, they are usually the most important part of any song, and usually the loudest in the mix. They're the crux of all the emotion present. So do whatever you can to make sure they can be heard legibly at all times. You can use EQ to bump up any frequencies that help it stand out in the mix, or to lessen any harsh frequencies that may keep a listener from wanting to turn up the volume. This is actually more common than so. It's a subtractive EQ more than adding. Using a parametric EQ plugin is helpful to see where these areas are and to experiment with your ears the differences in changes. And here's a cool tip. Bust all the vocal tracks separately from all the music tracks. Then very delicately carve out a small space in the music tracks as a whole in the frequency range where the vocals are more present. Now the vocals literally have their own space to shine. Kind of like virtually putting the listener into the vocal booth with the singer. Talk about sweet emotion. Number four, the kick. The kick drum. <clears throat> no, it doesn't always have to be four on the floor. Is the heartbeat of the song body. The syncopation, the groove, and the tempo all rely on the kick. When you get a kick drum's mid-level EQ just right, you feel it in your chest, man. Even on a tiny iPhone speaker, the chesty area is usually somewhere in between 200 to 500 hertz. It differs from every song because of the type of recorded kick you have in relation to all its surrounding instruments, right? But when the kick drum and the bass root notes are dancing in sync, no one's stepping on anyone's toes now. We are able to accentuate a solid foundation we can feel in our bones. If at any time we're struggling with a mixed decision, I like to imagine an inner ownership deal, one in which the head owns 49% and the heart 51%. Get what I'm saying? Ooh, I like that last bit. 49% in your head and then 51% is in your heart. Something to ponder on. Number five, automation. Is the guitar playing a cool short lick in between verses? Or perhaps a drum fill is happening right before the chorus. Is the bass walking up the scale for a moment in the bridge? Bump up the volume there. We want to hear it. And you want us to too. Make it the memorable part that it is. Automate the volume so that it pops out of the mix for that part. The listener loves pleasurable surprises. You can even automate panning if you like. Percussive things are fun to play around with on panning. Be creative, but also be smart. These moves should tend to complement the song, not distract, unless distraction is your aesthetic. Here's a recap for this. Any artist sets a trap for your attention. Once they've earned that from you, the payoff must be an emotional one. I hope this may serve as an inspiration to you as you go along and figure out your own mixing techniques. Have fun. Man, I love geeking out on mixing techniques because it's something that we, we really don't see. We have to feel and we have to hear. That's a, a beautiful thing about music, right? Now, if you got value from this episode, please share it with a friend, family member, or someone who you think needs the value. And I'd love to hear from you. So if you have an idea or a story, please submit it to info at visionquestsound.com. I'm Philip from Vision Quest Sound, signing off.